Welcome to the Pub Sports Podcast. I am your host, Nathan Alford, coming to you little Monday evening quarterback to assess and talk about the last victory for the Bullpups on Friday night against the University Titans. Now, they did get the victory 30-7, to but a little bit of a disappointing game from the Bullpups. Very sloppy on the offense side of the ball. They did have 21 first downs, and they did have 420 yards on the ground, but with that, there were only nine passing yards, there was an interception that was thrown, and there were five total fumbles, four of which were lost for the Bullpups. Now, pretty unfortunate from that standpoint, because one of those fumbles did get returned for a touchdown, and was Uhai's only touchdown of the game. So, from that standpoint, a very, very sloppy game, and one in which they're going to have to do a lot of work on the back end to kind of fix and correct this week and really focus in on execution because of the fact that the defense played outstanding. Our defense this year plays with a lot of team speed. They run to the football. They gang tackle, the, you know, multiple hats to the ball. In looking at U-High's stats, they really kept U-High in check. Only seven first downs on the game just 30 yards on the ground, and 43 yards through the air. Pretty impressive to walk away with two interceptions and two fumbles. So from that standpoint, to shut a team out in which the prep defense did and come away with takeaways to help aid a struggling offense, really awesome because they play with tremendous team speed. So to help me dive in, assess, give analysis, I want to welcome Scott Alford. Scott, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks, Nate. Yeah, it was an interesting game to watch. Um, I think that the coaching staff for prep, they're happy they got the win. The players, I'm sure, are happy that they won. Um, but it was the kind of win where you walk off the field knowing you didn't play your best. Execution was lacking a little bit on offense. Um, but as you mentioned, defense, I thought their defense played very well. They uh, they pretty much dominated the game. I mean, they only gave up, I believe, six completions. Yeah, it was something like that. Um, that that's impressive. Um, I think they uh, they gave up a total of forty three yards in the air, which is pretty good. And uh, one thing one thing Prep did I, a lot that I noticed in the game was they gave them a lot of different defensive fronts. They went from a three man front. Sometimes a five-man front, four-man front. Um, so they were giving Uhai a lot of different looks, um, a lot of pressure from inside, which was good. Flushed the quarterback out and made him throw off platform a lot, um, and um, re- really, really disrupted what Uhai wanted to do. They really didn't have much of a running game. Yeah, no, I mean, great performances from the D-line. You're talking about Watkins, number 90, uh, Kaz Melzer, number 89, and then number 38, Aiden Weinkoop, all D-linemen that chase that quarterback around all night. Yeah, and the whole defense as a whole, they run to the ball very well. It's it's obvious when you watch it that they're well coached to to run to the ball, keeping their, their assignments, their gap integrity, those kinds of things. Um, and even the secondary, I thought, played well. Yeah. No, you talk about running the running to the ball. I mean, their linebackers are pretty solid, and I think that that's where a lot more of their experience is. 
Um, you know, Daniel McKiernan plays middle linebacker for them. Zane Melzer, though, number 24, and number 54, Austin Reed. Those are two solid kids that have been playing on the varsity level uh, for a couple of years now that have really helped, I think, that that run defense for the Bullpups. Now, you mentioned their secondary. Some real standout performances by both Brandon Kelly and Isaiah Griffin. Um, they play opposite each other, obviously, as corners, and pretty locked down. I mean, I didn't see too many pass plays for for you high to where it was just a bad throw by the quarterback, but the guy was open. Usually the coverage was solid, and the quarterback would have had to place a perfect ball in order for it to be a completion. Um, so, yeah, we did have, we did have uh, Brennan Kelly have that nice pick on the sideline there. I think it was in the third quarter uh, in which he picked him off. Uh, that was super nice. He went up and got the ball and came down on his back. Pretty yeah, nice play. nice athletic play. And, of course, a lot of that, as I talked about before, uh, getting the pressure, helping the secondary, creating a bad throwing lane, throwing off platform, that all starts with shutting down the running game, which Prep did pretty pretty darn well up front. Uh, Uhi, 30 carries for a total of five yards. <laughs> that's... That's a pretty dominant performance by the by the defensive front and and backers. So, yeah, I think defensively, uh, they have to be very happy with the way that the defense played. No yeah, question about it. You can't ask for more than a defense to shut a team out. I mean, literally not give up a touchdown. Pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah, that's always that's always one of your defensive goals is don't give up points. And and their defense really didn't give up points. Yeah, they didn't they didn't really give up yards. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the defense continues. And had two takeaways. Yeah, actually, I think they had four. So they had two fumble recoveries and then two interceptions. Right. Um, so, yeah, no, I standout performances by Prep on the defense side for sure. That does bring me to the offense in which I think they've seen better days and will see better days later in the season, hopefully. But this one in which I would have hoped for a little bit more of a a standout performance, they fell a little short. I mean, we did have notable performances from Jaden Ortega in which he had – 20 carries for 112 yards. Rob Collier, the other S-back, number 28, also ran for 93 yards on the ground. And then you did have a nice game out of the uh, w- one of the wingbacks. Caden Kerr ran for over over 100 yards, 118 yards on the ground. And then you had Ryan McKenna that ran, looks like here, for seven carries for 58 yards. So they did have yards that were gained on the ground, and they had first downs. I think it was 21 and then, you know, they had 420 yards of total offense. But as far as the polished execution that you would think those numbers would reflect, they didn't. They didn't execute the way in which you'd think a team playing against you high would have. That obviously looking at Post Falls and watching that game, Post Falls executed far better than the Pups on Friday, which was a little bum, bummer to me for sure. Yeah, I think... I think uh offensively prep played the kind of game they wanted to play. They, they ran 73 plays, which is a lot for a high school game. Uh, even in today's kind of a, a, a quicker pace game. Uh, but out of the, out of the 73 plays, they ran the ball 66 times. That's exactly the way prep wants to play. Um, so you're going to win time of possession 400 plus yards rushing the ball. Now they didn't throw the ball well and they missed they missed some wide open receivers because the running game was so effective. 
but even as dominant as those numbers are, and Ortega is a stud. That 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 kid can he can run between the tackles. He's yeah. a strong, strong kid. He's stout. The sauce. Yeah. <laughs> He's the sauce. Um it really complements very well what they want to do. So you're gonna have to dedicate at least three guys in the box to to his position, which can open up the outside game, and that's exactly what happened. Um so they got lots of yardage. They their tailbacks or wingbacks in the prep offense. They many times they would run down the field maybe twelve yards, I noticed, before they even had their first contact. That's that's exceptional. But all that being said, as dominant as they were, um, at least on the stat sheet, they got sloppy through the game. Yeah. Their 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 uh their pitch relationship was off. Lots of pitches were on the back hip. They missed some reads. The quarterback, uh, Ryan missed some reads, uh sloppy mesh points, sometimes missed the mesh point <laughs> and had to follow up inside. So those kinds of things that I'm sure the coaching staff is going to address this week. Um, you know, as well as missing receivers, as we said, that were wide open. Because um, th- those are the big chunk plays that Prep likes to get off of their running game. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. And, you know, I was happy to see with how much they were keying on Ortega for a guy like Hayden Kerr on, you know, attacking you highs left side of their defense and, you know, running right for the Bullpups. You know, he sprang for some decent yardage on the outside when they were doing in which taking away both Ryan and Ortega. Nice to see him kind of break outside for some long runs. And that's going to be important because in that option system, you can't always just have, you know, it be a two-man game. You need that third guy, that wingback, coming around the edge, being able to break a couple plays because of the fact that that's another change of pace. If the passing game's not hitting, you know, you need to exploit other areas. And the only way to get outside a lot of times is through those wingbacks. So nice to have he... Uh, you know, step up and play pretty well in that game. Now, um, I do like the fact that that S-back position, as much of a beating that Jay Norte can can take, it's nice that Rob Collier Jr. the third, as I like to call him, is able to come in and spell uh, Jay Ortega, which is really nice. And Collier had two touchdowns on the night and 93 yards on the ground, so he's a nice second, like a really viable option for the Pups and in that in that regard to be able to take on contact. Yeah. He can go up the middle and, and really take guys on. He has he has a little different type of style. Mm-hmm. Um Collier is more of a um he's more of a um uh, what would be the the proper term? I, I don't want to say he's more finesse. He's not really a finesse runner. He's a tough kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just low to the ground. You know he's yeah. not as big. And uh Ortega is a uh you better have your your helmet strapped up pretty tight. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> he takes on. He looks for contact. Yeah, um, but it was interesting in the game. The prep, you know, uh, a credit to the coaching staff, Bob upstairs, and and uh, Nate Graham. They did a nice job of exploiting the weakness, which they found immediately in the game, running to Prep's left, Uhi's right end. Uh, what they were trying to do scheme-wise with him is is 
uh, as I saw it, it was is what we used to call a slow read, where he would try to play to the quarterback force pitch, because um, you've dedicated the inside guys to the uh, to the the fullback in, in essence, in preps offense it's an S back, mm-hmm. um, and they just kept running to the to our left all night because it was there they couldn't stop it because uh, the safeties were slow to come downhill and fill. Um, so it was, again, that kind of led into when they did pitch the ball to the wingbacks, there were many times they went, they went five, six, seven, sometimes 12 yards before they even had their first contact. Yeah. What's really weird is when you look at, you know, offenses nowadays where if they are more spread oriented with their offense, how much things lean on the quarterback but even though Prep's offense is more run-based and you have other weapons in which you tap in and utilize, what's really interesting is that quarterback is still a huge component. And where it's probably a little bit of a disappointment, neither quarterback really played that well on Friday. So to have everything filter through a guy that has to do the reading, actually make the pitches or give the ball to the running back, and when he's not effective in doing that, you know, the rest of your offense can suffer from time to time. And you know, also too, a lot of those turnovers in which they had, in which there were five of them, one interception and four fumbles lost, a lot of that landed on the quarterbacks that were in the game that night. So pretty pretty unfortunate when you're kind of looking for clarity of who to go with, I think, as far as a singular quarterback. When you look at it and you kind of assess film and go, neither really played well for you to make a decision after this game. Well, I would have liked to see a little more of Keys. Yeah, at, at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Just, he's a senior. Um, you know, he's he's definitely a good team leader uh, on the squad. And uh, one thing I noticed with Ryan, who's younger, he tends to bow his, uh, his running lane a little bit. Th- these are pretty technique, you know, technical things we're talking about. It's technique and such, but... Um, those kinds of mis- those kinds of, of things young players do uh, because they try to to run their way out of position or you yeah know, it's, out it's of a like bad play you kind of see it at the the younger level it's a kid that always bows it outside to try and get to the to the edge yeah and he's always run, more running to yes. the sideline than he is upfield yes um, and that's not to say that Ryan's not a tough kid he is. He'll he'll take on people. Yeah, you just think you can outrun guys, though. You think right. you can get to the corner before they can. And they have such a, you know, one thing that people have to keep in mind about Prep's offense is the wingbacks are the third option. Mm-hmm. So technically speaking, or not technically, but, you know, stats-wise speaking, they're going to probably have less carries in a game. You could go a whole game where maybe you're only going to pitch the ball two or three times. If your if your inside game is working well, you're not going to pitch the ball. There's no need to. Yeah. Um, so prep really wants that inside game going. The left guard, the left tackle. I'm sorry, I don't remember their name. Played very well. Had good push off the line, good pad level. Um, and then the when they would switch it up and they try to go to the right side, um, there was adequate blocking over there. But I think U high is left defensive side our right was a little better personnel wise than they were on the on the other side of the ball so um again when you find something that works you stay with it and that's preps philosophy they did that and um so they were able to move the ball 
on the ground. I just don't think that the execution level was where they're going to want it moving down the road, especially now that you're in the teeth of the GSO. They've got Shadow Park coming up, and you know pretty soon you're going to be playing schools like Ferris and LC and Mead, CV. You've, you've got to have your execution down. Yeah. Now, do you think enough was shown in that game over the first three weeks for you to go with the decision of quarterback, or do you think you need probably this next week to really evaluate things fully? Well, I think if they're going to stay with a two-quarterback system, um, I think you have to be consistent with it. And uh, Ryan McKenna played the whole second half. Now, yeah. there may be a reason for that that we don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Keyes got hurt or for some reason just didn't play. I, I don't know. But if you just go by what I saw, um, I felt like watching the game, like they were kind of – they had kind of made a decision – they were going to go with with uh, McKenna, uh, but after watching some of the the young mistakes that he made in the game, and he missed receivers and that kind of thing, um, maybe we'll see more of Keys this week against Shadow Park. I I think this game would be a good litmus test to find out what they're thinking. Yeah, no, I think that they want to have a decision made going into that mead game, and also too, you probably it's kind of nice. You leave the door open. Um, the skill sets are a little bit different between Keys and McKenna to where, you know, if you go in and you give all the film that you are giving Meade is of two quarterbacks, you don't really know which one they are maybe absolutely going to go with. Maybe become kind of a strategy for the Bullpups kind of go into that Meade game where Meade really doesn't know who to prepare for. That can be a problem if both quarterbacks are good. <laughs> If if you have one that's weaker, it's a disadvantage to you. So I think they're going to have to decide what it is that they want to do at quarterback. Um, I know it's it's kind of building. I know on the broadcast, on the TV broadcast, they talked a lot about the two-quarterback system. And Adam Shackelford, the ex-coach of the Shock, uh, who was doing the, uh, the game analysis, uh, along with Sam Adams, they they – they felt pretty strongly that two quarterback systems in general don't work, um, and we've we've talked about it before on some of our yeah. some of our broadcasts about about why and all that. So I don't, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes down the road. Um, but I think Shadow Park might be it'll be their fourth game of the season, um, and it really will be I think kind of the last. Uh, team you can go the last opponent you can go against that you're going to be able to do some experimentation i think going into the teeth of the schedule where you're going to get some really high level competition you're going to want to be solid in your philosophy and that may be two quarterbacks i don't know they may be committed to that but they weren't committed to it for some reason last week yeah no i i agree and i think that um It'd be a great opportunity. Should be in store for a, a good game. Now, uh, Shadow is coming off a pretty good victory. They did beat Cheney last week, and so by no means is Shadow Park a bad football team. I think they're a lot better than U High, so that would be a kind of a good thing for Prep to not have a super weak opponent to where kids are actually going to have to make sure they practice hard, right. study up, come ready to play because Shadow's a team that could probably give you even better a game than you high did 
and you only beat U High 30-7. to well, So you other, better come ready to play against Shadle. The other nice thing that, that the prep is really developing is they have a nice weapon in Duchesne. Their kicking game is, is pretty good. He had a 35-yard field goal in the game, and I believe he does their punting as well. Yeah, and, and he he's, yeah, their kickoff guy too. Yeah, he does a nice job. That that in high school football particularly, that's a weapon. And and um, that can really come in handy. So, you know, clean up the execution on offense. Defense keep playing the way that they're playing. And I think they're ready. I think they're positioning themselves for a really nice run at the GSL. Yeah, and, I, you know, you've got to be ready to go because Ferris now has already played CV. They dropped that game. CV won that game 17-7. to Now CV continues to be the early favorite in the GSL and, you know, one that Prep will have to be well ready for when they play at CV at the end of the season. So looking forward to that as a whole and, you know, going in the teeth of the schedule, I think having your worst games early in the season is actually maybe a good thing. That way, hopefully it's that solid learning experience as you go into your tougher opponents. Yeah, I agree with that. So um, stay tuned as we've got great content coming up this week. Um, additional interviews. And then this Friday as the Prep Bullpups play Shadow at home again at 7 o'clock at Bullpup Stadium. Should be a great game. Bring and a jacket. Bring a jacket because you may get rained on. Um, but the other exciting game to keep note of and just an eye out for, Battle of the Bell. Meade plays Mount Spokane at Albi. Has the late game. Uh, should be a really good game on that front and will mean a lot to... Is that Friday night? Yeah. Will mean a lot to how Meade is going into that game against prep so should be some interesting stuff the gsl continues to heat up uh, but uh stay tuned for all latest bullpup content here on the pup sports podcast and as always go pups